Before we get started, I wanted to let you know about our monthly membership called the High Risers Club. Building upon the foundation of our program, Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors, the High Risers Club is designed to help members gain a more expansive knowledge of and confidence around the most important aspects of commercial real estate. Each month, we'll take a deep dive into one specific commercial real estate topic, and you can join me and my team live every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time to learn and answer your questions. To sign up, click the link in the show notes or go to coachjeffwright.com slash the High Risers Club. Hi, this is Coach Jeff Wright. And in my podcast, Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors, we will take a deep dive with industry experts into different aspects of commercial real estate. My ultimate goal is to give you the knowledge, confidence, and belief that you can transact commercial real estate at a high level, just like you do with residential real estate. Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors podcast. I'm your guest host, Jeffrey Wright II, and welcome to another edition of our Ask Coach Jeff series. In today's episode, we're gonna be talking about leases. Coach Jeff, welcome back to your show. So today we're gonna talk about leases and let's jump right in. When we're looking at commercial real estate, residential real estate, what is the purpose of a lease? Let's start with the residential. I mean, the purpose of lease, as I think all of our audience would understand, is to have an agreement between owner of a property and an individual or family on a residential side. So on residential, the purpose of the lease really is just the legal agreement for that individual or family to own the property. On the commercial side, it's same thing to have a legal agreement, but instead of now being between an individual and family, you're really talking about um, a business entity, um, some form of business overall, whether it's office, retail, industrial, whatever it might be. Great. As we look at lease, one of the big things we're looking at right off the bat is the length of the lease. And so how do we look at the variances in, in that? Yeah, so in the residential world, most times our audience would say to us, if we ask them probably six months to 12 months, probably 12 months being the norm. On the commercial side, it varies, but typically it's going to be much longer. You know, a commercial landlord would typically want more than the six months or one year. And actually rarely will you see it that short. Many times you'll see it at three years or five years or 10 years or even longer than that. And is the length of lease, does that really vary based on the type of commercial property? Or is it pretty standard that you're looking three to five years to, to start with? Yeah, so I think it depends on the type of property. It depends on the situation overall. But if there was a norm, you would say that for smaller mom and pop, smaller businesses, you're looking at maybe a three to a five year. If you're looking at something that's a national tenant, they typically will want something that's 10 years or longer, depending on what the situation is overall. And when we're looking at, at a lease, any type of transaction usually involves some sort of negotiation or flexibility in terms. How are we looking at that between the two types? 
Yeah, so in the residential world, it actually is less negotiation and less flexibility. Typically, you've got you know, almost very similar terms and standard kinds of terms if you looked at different lease agreements. And most of the time, there isn't flexibility. This is what I'm asking for rent. doesn't mean they're going to pay exactly that price. But in terms of the terms and overall, not a lot of flexibility. With commercial, significantly more. Every commercial deal is a different deal. And, you know, lots of things can be negotiated with it. And when I say lots of things, so the rent amount can be negotiated in both, but in commercial more so. The length of the lease, as we've talked about, is going to vary what the landlord's going to be willing to do. Money you might spend for improvements for the client will vary. So the commercial lease is significantly more negotiation flexibility. And what about the rent structure it, itself? So residential, we talk in terms of we're marketing something, we're saying that someone's asking $2,000 a month or $1,500 a month. So we're really looking at monthly, just what is that rent overall? When we're looking at commercial, it's typically paid monthly, but there's a lot more factors that go into what that rent structure is. We're gonna always have some form of base rent, but there may be other expenses that that tenant is gonna pay for. They may pay for taxes or insurance or maintenance. So on the commercial end, it's not crystal clear. And that's why I say to everybody, when you're showing commercial property, one of your key, key questions you're going to ask is, what is the total thing you want to know? Everything that they're being asked to pay for. In residential, we're going to have certain situations. Well, are there certain situations where certain things are included, like utilities in that run structure, as opposed to like, for instance, in a very large apartment building where there may be shared meters, are we looking at that and still it's just going to be marketed in that $2,000 a month? Or is that going to look a little different in that? Yeah, case? so it's a great question. And that's why I say we've got to just ask. And really, the way I ask the question, residentially or commercially, what are you expecting me to pay? Like, what is the full monthly cost that I'm going to have for you? which will lead to, are any utilities included? In the commercial world, like residentially, unless there's shared meters, you know, which doesn't happen as much in, in a residential, but in commercial, you know, I can think right now, I have an office building, it's 38,000 square feet with multiple tenants. And whenever it was built 30, 40 years ago, it was set up where the electric, there's only one meter so electrics included, the way the heating was set up, the heat's included. So it's just one of those things we've got to ask because there's some situations where it would be the opposite. Somebody would be paying the electric, they'd be paying the heat, etc. Let's shift to leasehold improvements and what a tenant is allowed to do to the space that they're either moving into as a family or, or moving into as a business yeah so residentially it's in most situations it's very limited and it's very specific what can be done so maybe a landlord's going to let someone paint maybe a landlord's going to let somebody replace a carpet or do something like that 
but whatever is going to happen, it's with express permission. And, and again, it's just limited. And even with what they do, they may ask them to put something back in what its current state was. If they paint bright colors, they might want it painted back to something neutral for the next tenant across the board. In the commercial world, it's very different because the commercial world, those people are trying to fit their business into whatever that commercial space is. So it's rare that somebody's going to come in and say, I can work exactly the way this is. I don't need any improvements. Commercial world, many times you need what we call fit up. Or you need some level of leasehold improvements to be able to run your operation. You know, somebody's taking over a restaurant space. Doesn't mean they can come in and use it, just as a prior restaurant did. Someone's taking over an office space. How many businesses are set up exactly the same in terms of offices or cubicles or layout? It just doesn't exist. So in the commercial world, it's something gets negotiated before, between that landlord and tenant as part of that lease and part of that negotiation. Um, but it happens a lot more than it would ever happen in residential space. And lastly, in terms of, of similarities and differences between these lease types, what are we looking at in terms of legal protections? So another interesting, really good question, important question, there's actually more protection on these six-month or one-year leases on the residential side, typically, than there is on the commercial side. And the reason why I just say that is that in every state's difference, it's a really important point, but with some states, they're going to dictate like what can happen for eviction. They're going to dictate what can happen, what amount of security deposits. So I'll give you an example. In the state of Connecticut, where you know I'm in residence, literally, if someone is 62 years or older, only one month security deposit can be collected based on what their age is. It's a state law. So it can't be changed or altered. You can't change the law. And there's also things about with residential lease, living conditions are in some states and municipalities are monitored what a heat has to be at in terms of just to be able to live safely in there. So there's more rules residentially and it's monitored closer than you would have in the commercial space at all. There's just significantly more. Whatever's going to happen commercially is going to be in that lease and it's going to be the strength of that lease. Because I don't know if you remember one of our sessions we talked about like this the lease is the heart of the deal and it's the strength of the deal. Part of it we were talking about was the financial part, like what is the income and expenses and for how long, but also the legal protections that a tenant's looking for or a landlord's looking for will be covered in their lease, whether it's covered good way in great detail or it's not covered that way. But the residential side has more protections than commercial lease does overall. Mm -hmm. And with the commercial lease and those legal protections, you're having most times a commercial real estate attorney looking that over, whereas in residential, you you don't really have someone looking at that for you. Yeah, so let, let me say that's totally correct with this big caveat. 
The big caveat is that there are some states, even on a residential basis, a realtor cannot be helping to prepare a lease, that it's up to the owner of the property or their attorney to do it. Some states allow to do it. In the commercial space, because a commercial lease is usually significantly longer, significantly more years, significantly greater money that we're dealing with overall, almost always it is done by a commercial attorney or the owner of the property. Some people are very sophisticated owners and they've done their leases forever, but it's all been drafted by an attorney. So the commercial side definitely in a great majority of time has a lawyer involved in, in our opinion should have a lawyer involved at some point with a commercial lease. Okay, before we move on, are there any other differences between residential and commercial leases that you want to cover that we haven't looked at to this point? Yeah, no, I think that if our audience understands what we just talked about, I think they will have a really clear understanding of the differences between residential and commercial leases. I think very much so. Thank you for joining us for this edition of our Ask Coach Jeff series on the Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors. As a reminder, please subscribe to this podcast to receive new episodes as soon as they are released. For more information on me, my team, and my educational programs, visit my website at www coachjeffright.com. Thank you for listening and here's to your success.